Okay. Another beautiful evening and another great day. Lots of great things happening. Um, I'm learning a lot. Um, you know, one of the things I did today, uh, out of frustration, I went to Millennial Business uh, uh, Business uh, Group, and I wrote a note about the common beliefs that we have that you go to college, get a degree, get a good job. And is that the, the standard belief that most people have today? And I was, I, I must have hit a, uh, a uh, interest that a lot of people think about because, you know, in less than an hour, I had over 80 responses uh, talking about education and sometimes not education and how education, the institution, uh, can be a big difference as well as other different things. But I was just so surprised at how many, um, I mean, people were really, really had an opinion about it. But it's a hot topic. I mean, the standard plan that I grew up with and a lot of those just before the millennial and maybe some of the millennials themselves have learned that, you know, if you go to school, go to college, get a good education, come out, get an internship, and then uh, join a company, uh, that plan is somewhat flawed in today's environment, particularly when the cost of school one year is anywhere from ten to thirty or forty thousand dollars. So you're talking about after four years being hit with a hundred thousand dollars. And someone even wrote that in the beginning. I know when I was there, they gave you a break on the interest rate of giving you just an interest rate the first three or four years, like two percent, or maybe it's two percent all over uh, for the whole life of the loan. But now that interest rate has increased as high as six, seven percent. Just incredible. Just incredible. So I was really interested, um, and and um, I'm glad I did do that because that allowed me to kind of to really see what people think about today's environment in terms of learning and, and getting ahead. Today's topic is is still along the lines of character. I'm still in John Maxwell's book, Developing the Leader Within You 2.0. And uh, he had a lot to say about character. As a matter of fact, uh, I'll uh, quote the rest of the, the quote from the uh, title uh, in just a minute. But I just had a few other parts of this that I wanted to, to share with you about character. It really is interesting. You know, we talk about having the, um, it, actually what it's talking about is having, you know, you have, you ever see that cartoon? You have the good angel on one shoulder and the bad angel on the other shoulder, and um, and one saying, "You need to do this." No, you need to knock him out. No, you need to talk nice and be good and all this stuff. So you have your good angel and bad angel. The good angel being your inner self, the bad angel being your outer self, trying to make you look good. Whereas the inner angel is your character, and that's what you're really made of. And that's critical stuff. Matter of fact, that brings a story to mind. Um, one of the reasons, <laughs> you know, I used to 
sell insurance a long time ago. And one of the reasons that um, I was having a hard time is because of the uh, truth factor. I found as I was going behind a lot of uh, cleanup work for, for on these often accounts that uh, a lot of people were deceived. I distinctly remember one time, you know, doing the calculations, trying to figure out the uh, cash value on a life insurance policy. I thought I'd done a great job. And when I presented it to the client, I remember it was almost like steam was coming out of his ears. And I thought he had done a good job. And, uh, but the, the vibe and the expression on this man's face made me realize that maybe he had done something wrong. What I had done was right, but what he had been told by someone who was no longer with the company was that he would have one more year left and he wouldn't have to pay any more premiums. But after uh, some work had been done where premiums were being used to pay for um, the, the insurance eating up the value within the policy, it ended up extending his premium paying period by a few years. He was not happy with that. I wouldn't be either. But anyways, one of the greatest lessons I learned and one of the lessons that we all need to really to adhere to is a lot of times we need to really understand the truth and the facts, not just what we want to hear. A lot of times I find that people's ears get tickled by things that sound good but aren't necessarily true. And that's probably one of the biggest challenges I had in the insurance business is uh, I'd speak truth and other people would kind of slide the truth a little bit. And when that truth was slid and I talked about reality from my study and research, they didn't want to hear it. They would rather believe the lie than understand the truth. And that's an important lesson to learn is to, we've got to use our brains, our heads, and we've got to think through things and not just take things or look for the answer we want. That's one of the funny things you get sometimes in large corporations. You call asking a question about a particular problem and you don't like the answer you got. So then you call back, you get the same answer again, and you all of a sudden the third or fourth time you get someone who's new and then they say the answer that's incorrect, but the one that you were looking for. And it's like, I knew that was the answer. And then you call everyone up and you call the, their, their head person and you say, this is the answer. I called in. This is what they told me. But what you didn't tell them was you already got the right answer two or three times. And you were just looking for someone who may not know to give you the answer you were looking for. And then when you found the answer you were looking for, then you raise the red flag and then, you know, but then the supervisors get on and they talk to you and say, I'm sorry, but, you know, this person was new. Um, and I think you had been told a few times the answer is the true answer you got the first time. But apparently that was not what you were looking for. So we not only have to be honest with other people, we must be honest with ourselves and really seek out truth and not just something to tickle the ear. And I think there's something in the Bible about that. Seeking out stuff that just tickles your ear is not going to 
give you the truth that you need and deserve. So I was talking about those two things, There's the two angels, one on the, the good one on the right shoulder and the bad one on the left shoulder. Listen to what he says here. The uh, good one is the uh, inner voice. The inner voice wants to make you bigger on the inside, and the outer voice wants to make you bigger on the outside. The voice you listen to wins the battle. And your inner voice says, I have done wrong. You have a chance to deal with the feelings of character incongruency or hypocrisy by making changes. That allows you to regain your character equilibrium. The outer voice encourages you to appear bigger on the outside, often at the expense of who you are on the inside. Yeah, a lot of times, you know, if you go for the outside appearance, that may help you in the short run, but we're in the long game here. Once you're figured out, and people will figure you out, because remember, we're energy, and the energy we give off speaks louder than our words. We may say whatever we want, but in the end, people find out, and they will drop you like a hot cake. So my sign says, to thine own self be true. Thine own self be true. Then thou cannot be false to any man. Be true to yourself. It's critical to your character. Okay, so on to that quote by David Brooks. I had put the first part as part of a lead-in as the title, Success Leads to the Greatest Failure. It says, success leads to the greatest failure, which is pride. When you're successful, what happens? You start thinking that it's not God, it's you. Ego sets in. You start getting prideful. I deserve this. I'm good. No one's better than me type attitude. But listen to the second half. Failure leads to the great, greatest success, which is humility and learning. So success leads to the greatest failure, which is pride. Failure leads to the greatest success, which is humility and learning. Yeah, one of the things when you start becoming successful, and John Maxwell talks about it, is people start awarding you. But you have to always remember that you're a flawed character anyways, and they're just rewarding you because maybe, yes, you've done good, but you're not perfect. As long as you keep that in perspective, you can keep your ego in check and not think that you're deserving. You're just thankful for the honor that God allowed you to get. And that's critical. Yes. And then there's this little uh, poem that I think was pretty good. And I thought it was one page over, but I guess it was two pages back. Listen to this poem called The Mirror and Me. And I think this kind of captures it. It says, uh, I think we're not doing this. Yeah. I think this captures the courage required to develop and maintain your character. And this poem is called The Mirror and Me. And I'm not sure if it gave the author. I don't see the author's name here. But it goes like this. The Mirror and Me. When I look in the mirror, what do I see? Reflections of a double-sided me. One side is everything I ever hoped to be. Yet my greatest problem is staring back at me. There are times when I rush out to get ahead. And I find myself leading 
when I need to be led. Courage is needed. How can I overcome me? How can I lead others with authenticity? I remember the best and the worst in me. Doing this will keep me growing humbly. I will seek others out more faithful than me and ask for help with my vulnerabilities to lead and do right. That is my possibility. To do this, I will visit my mirror regularly. That's excellent. Talking about the man in the mirror. You are the man in the mirror, staring back at you. So we have to watch that man in the mirror and make sure he's not double-minded, giving one signal while doing another, sliding and trading. So that's my lesson on character today. Now, a um, couple of things. Uh, for action, you know, I have this group called Confidence and Encouragement, and I encourage you to become part of it. It's a, it's an, it's a no-cost group. But if you go to my page, uh, winners just do it. I think I sent a note on, note out on that. If you go to the page, winners just do it. It's my page, and um, uh, click on there, and then on the right there, you'll see the link. Or actually, just in the uh, title here, if you click on see more, and uh, look down there, you'll see uh, the group there, and become a part of the group, and take the fun activity. I always talk about. I have got that thing on self-talk. Self-talk, again, is that ongoing dialogue that we have with ourselves every day, all day. And what I want you to do is to find 10 people over the next day or so that are talking with, that when you observe them doing their self-talk and you hear something negative, um, Take note of that, and you're going to find once you've done it, and it's not going to take you long because 90% of us normally are doubting ourselves in our self-talk, which is sad, but it's probably because we've been conditioned. But listen to it, and you'll see negative self-talk. And when you see that negative self-talk, you know, take note and see if you can find 10 people doing it. Now, the power is once you do that and you start going back to your house or you're sitting in your office and then all of a sudden you find capture yourself having that dialogue with yourself and you're going to catch yourself saying something negative. You're like, oh, my, Stasi's right. I am. I, I do say negative stuff to myself about me. Powerful awareness. But once you find that out and figure that out, then you can start to change that and change the, and be more aware of how you talk to yourself. Because remember, the subconscious mind has no filter. So whatever you say, it takes in. And like computers, the only thing that you can give off is what you take in. If you're always talking to yourself and you're not coaching yourself and pepping yourself up, you're putting yourself down. And then you, you have these negative things that happen and you, you wonder why they happen. And a lot of times it's brought on by ourselves because of how we program ourselves. 
many times we program ourselves the wrong way. So join the group confidence and encouragement. And I named it that because a lot of times we're, we don't have a high, uh, a high image of ourselves and we need to, we need to build that up in the mirror. Tell ourselves you are good. You can get things done. You're better than you think you are. You're better than you think you are. We have to repeat it over and over again. You can do it. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And I know you can. And you will. Because you're a son of a king. Let's face it. So do that. Increase your awareness. Join the group. I'm, I'm dying to hear your responses about how you found out and, and how it made you feel when you realize that a lot of what you say is negative to yourself. It's just fascinating because I know I've, I've done it myself and it's like, man. And, and I see people in my office do it. Matter of fact, one of the guys that always does negative self-talk was actually doing positive self-talk today. I was like, man, this is incredible. He's actually papping himself up with his self-talk today, which is different because normally when I hear him in the other room, it's not that good. So it's good when you see it, it's refreshing. And, and then later on, um, so that's one, and the other is encouragement. And I always talk about that. One, one of my uh, friends that I used to hang with a lot would always talk about you know, people talk about salary and that being a problem. But but even more than that, when you talk to people, they talk about no recognition, no pat on the back for staying late and getting the job done or doing an extra special, putting extra time into something that really went well. And their boss taking credit and never even giving you a thank you for the time you put in and the effort you put in to make him look good. So that's where the encouragement comes in. That's where I am. I'm here to tell you, you are somebody because God don't make no junk. And he has a purpose for you like he has a purpose for me. One of my purposes is, is to help you understand that you are somebody. So many times our significant other puts us down. Uh, so, so many times, sometimes when we have grown children, they don't, they don't treat us right. But don't take it. Don't take it like you're, you're less than human because you are special. All of us are. Can you imagine if we were cloned and all the same? We'd be boring. So that's, that's the beauty of us, the fact that we're different. And that difference is the power and the energy that makes this world go around, that brings the great ideas to the surface. Join confidence and encouragement and see some of the things I've already put in there to help you feel better about you. That's my lesson tonight. I always enjoy having a good time with you. Uh, I look forward to my paid group, which is coming up. Um, I haven't talked a lot about it lately, but I really want to do that. I'm looking for just a handful of people, ordinary people that I can help 
achieve extraordinary things. Won't you join me in the next week or so? Join the group um, because I'm going to ask you what, what you're looking for. What do you need to get to the next level? Because I believe that I can help you get there, but I got to know what you need in order to give it to you. Thank you. Have a good evening. Don't forget the uh, link over there to the website.